All right. We can do this. We can do this. We can yes. do this. Let's make it. Let's streamline this bitch. Okay. Oh. All right. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Oh Yeah Podcast. <laughs> Amy, hi. 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 Jackie, no. <laughs> Listen, everyone. Jackie is wildly sick again. 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 again for the second again. time in two Twice. weeks. Twice. And I'm hungover. <laughs> so <laughs> it's... And- uh, Oh. We recorded a whole this whole mm-hmm. ep almost this whole episode yesterday, only mm-hmm. to find out that only eleven minutes of it <coughs> actually recorded, and it only happened to be eleven minutes on Amy's end. So mm-hmm. it's just eleven minutes of her <laughs> responding to no one and talking <laughs> to no one, just just for like five second five to ten thirty seconds of silence, and then me going. <laughs> so (laughs) the only time we had available this weekend was at 9 a.m on saturday which i you know what i i'm sure for a lot of you that doesn't sound that early i don't care i'm (laughs) sick and amy is wildly hungover because her dad's in town and they're best friends Yes, and also, you know, every every time he comes into town, we call it the Friday night shit show because we're really excited to see each other. So we just go hard as fuck drinking. And and yesterday we kept ta- we were talking for for a week. We're like, okay, we're light beer, no liquor. We're gonna drink water every hour. We're not gonna have the Friday night shit show. And this was one of the worst shit shows. <laughs> it was insane it was insane so i feel like trash uh but i'm going to pull through for you because i don't have that's not a good enough excuse like being sick jackie that's a good excuse being hungover is not i just i'm just a trash person you're actually sick mine well you're okay never mind sorry sorry no no i mean listen you you're not a trash person your your dad's in town you're going to a Ren fair later, you know, yes. you have every right to go bowels to the wall. And then <laughs> we have the live podcast that we're recording tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a weekend of highs and lows. Yeah. We're going to get through it. Yeah. You know, I love doing the live podcast. I really do. So I'm excited for it. I'm not excited for how hungover I'm going to be tomorrow. <sighs> yeah. Hopefully, oh, well. uh, maybe uh, everyone can work together to just piece the episode. I'm just going to sit there with sunglasses on, snoring, and Jackie, <laughs> you'll just you'll just take the helm on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I am bummed that we lost 
We lost some good content from yesterday. Not great. It wasn't a great episode, to be honest. We were both not really in the mood. So I, I was thinking about it, and it's you know it's probably not that bad. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff uh, that we missed out. Like there was a lot of tangents. Obviously, we went on another Rock of Love tangent, which. <laughs> probably didn't need to happen um <laughs> we did miss out on amy declaring herself queen queef <laughs> which is a shame <laughs> well it's a shame because i want a shirt that says that but it, it won't make sense if i just have a shirt that says queen queef <laughs> without context <laughs> And it would take too long to explain. But if you want a shirt that says Queen Queef just because, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> or if you want to draw like a sick ass like Queen Queef uh, logo, I don't know what it's called. Go for it. I would love to see it. I'd love to see a picture of a Queef. What would that even look like? I'm a mat. Oh my God. I'm imagining like a pair of legs that are like, you know, neat, like, you know, legs bent. And coming out of the vagina is like a puff cloud that says, like, like the letters are in a cloud and it says, like, queen queef. Or the letters are the, like, you know, like a fart cloud. Yeah. They are the, they are the fart cloud. <laughs> and the legs are attached to Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> or, or RuPaul. <laughs> You know what I'd love to see, too? Not just uh, Queen Queef shirts, but King Queef. Imagine if you saw a guy, like, walking down the street, and in giant letters on the back of his shirt, it just said, King Queef. I would immediately ask him where he got that shirt from. <laughs> that's that's dating material, I think. That is. That is. How? That's someone who's secure in, in who they are. Exactly. Definitely. That's somebody that I want to hang out with. Yeah. All right. All right. Patreon. Patreon. Our delicious, beautiful, sexy, important, um, enigmatic. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, great. Like, Hopefully it I'm means confusing, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Those confusing bastards. I love them. <laughs> so we did get one. We got, a, we got another patreon and it is charlotte J, and charlotte will be joining us for the live watch party charlotte J, what's up babe yay excited to have you can't wait yes so just fyi char our live watch party happens every the second thursday of every month so the next one is going to be february 13th so February for thirteenth. For th Mark for thirteenth. Mark your calendar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we actually just never have a live watch party. We just always schedule it on March thirty third or <laughs> <laughs> February never. <laughs> September. September. Florence. Florence. Exactly. Oh. Thank you, Charlotte J. Yes, very and, excited. Um, we're, uh, we also have regular shout-outs who are, you know, important too. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, and right. you were right. Enigmatic is difficult to interpret or understand or mysterious. Like an enigma. 
enigmatic. <laughs> I am a jackass. All right. No, no. <laughs> they are. Listen, our Patreon listeners are hard to interpret and understand. And I also don't understand how Patreon works anyway. It's very mysterious. So I think that was right. Great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So shout outs. I have a couple. You have a couple. Let's talk about them. Okay. Get into this. So I have uh, three little ones from Facebook. So the first one, um, the first two are reviews left on our Ho Yeah podcast Facebook page. So thank you for doing that. The first one is by Tanya M. And it says, love these gals. Makes me so happy to know I'm not alone in my love for this gem of a show. I'm following along in the rewatch and having a blast. Highly recommend for the laughs. Yay! Yay! We never really get Facebook reviews, so thank you so much. I know. Very much appreciated. And it really makes, I just really appreciate it anytime anyone says that we are, we make them laugh. Because I'm not a dang comedian, so that's nice to hear. (laughs) I'm not a goddamn comedian, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And... The next review just under that is by Anthony D.L. or Anthony Dean L. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, great podcast, very enjoyable if you're a King of the Hill fan. And there are three hearts. And I appreciate the review. That's so nice. But I will will just disagree with you, Anthony, on one thing. Very enjoyable if you're a King of the Hill fan. I'd argue it's enjoyable even if you're not. Yep. I know some people that don't even watch the show that have expressed to me that they enjoy the podcast. I think it's uh, it's nice for anyone. So tell your friends about it. Yes, please. Why don't you? <laughs> please do. <clears throat> and then um, I have just one more. And this was the one that uh, sent us on our Rock of Love tangent yesterday. Which we're not going to do gonna, again. Oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this was... <laughs> Uh, a comment left on a post in our Facebook group, Ho Yeah Podcast slash King of the Hill group, which has been really picking up. And there have been more and more. Dis- I love seeing people talking to each other on there and Me sharing too. memes and posts and, and having discussions. It's great. So check that out. But um, a comment by Pamela A. Uh, Pamela was responding to something I said in the last episode where I was like, I love the women on Rock of Love. I wish there was a whole show about just them without Brett Michaels. Well, I completely forgot. And Pamela reminded us that there was a show just about mm. the ladies from Rock of Love. And it was called Rock of Love Charm School. I completely forgot about that. And it was such a good one. Didn't Sharon Osborne like run that like wasn't she like the host of it oh my she God. was like the school marm you know type person i'm having so many recovered memories between <laughs> yesterday and today i need to i, I need remember. to watch that show that sent us you know down a hole of looking up some of the women on the show and then of course we remembered heather the best and the best one she is incredible loved her but then we found out that she has a podcast with another woman who was on Rock of Love, and it's called Talk of Love. So, yeah. which we're getting on that fucking show, everyone. Just so you know, 2020, we're getting on Talk of Love. I, I am declaring it. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I got to figure out a way. Yeah, how do we sell ourselves? To, 
tell yeah or just have them on I don't know anyway thank you Pamela A for yes rem- reminding me of that show uh, yes love that now show. yeah we're following we're following Heather now on Instagram and I've never been more pleased so thank you for reminding us yeah so I have um I have two I have one from an email and what it is from Nicholas T because okay so listen y'all we didn't get any iTunes reviews which is you know whatever it's cool it's kind of a pain in the ass to leave a review I understand however we are at 166 and I posted on our Instagram that whoever has the 169th review will get a very extra sexy shout out we'll like say your name in a sexy sexy way and and then we'll 69 you <laughs> So if you could be in number 169, that would that would be great. Okay. So yeah, we'll have to do something special for every 69 that that comes up, huh? Def definitely. So okay, regardless of 69ing, the uh, my my shout out is Nicholas T. Uh sent us an email and it just says, I tell you how lot. And it says I just listened to the Hank's Unmentionable Problem episode for the first time. My God, it's all toilet sounds. <laughs> just kidding. No, you're right. <laughs> I just started listening to your podcast yesterday, and it's the one thing in my life I didn't know I needed. It's funny, witty, and very insightful, and has brought much needed happiness into my life. Happiness. Happiness. Hap. Penis. Penis. Vagina. <laughs> Keep up the good work, ladies, and I am looking forward to future episodes. Thank you so much, Nikolai. Nicholas. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so thank you so much for that email. And I do, you know, I love that episode that we did, the Hank's Unmentionable Problem, because I just, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my entire goddamn life than when Jackie talked about her explosive diarrhea. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. I mean, same with yeah. you. I loved. <laughs> I could listen to you talk about <laughs> terrible <laughs> poop experiences all day. <laughs> well, we get to do that at, on the live episode because we're doing Revenge of the Ludafisk, and it's all about dumping. Oh so. my god! No one's gonna show up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did post on our Patreon. I was like, maybe come up with some terrible food poisoning stories, and I, I almost said, oh. I want to know about like. A time you like shit so bad, it was it almost burned down a church. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, well, you know, let's let's be a little classy this time. But you know, it's going to devolve into yeah, that. Right. Anyway. I know. Forget it. I, I don't know what I was thinking. All right, Jackie, I got one more uh, shout out real quick. It's just from Instagram, <clears throat> and it's from Carly Giblets, which I really like that. <laughs> I like that too. So Carly sent us a message and they said that their dad is also obsessed with King of the Hill and he's going to start listening to our podcast. Yay! (laughs) I know, but he also plays the piano very well. So he's going to record an intro, they think. So I was like, please make your dad record an intro. Also, I love that your dad is going to listen to us. (laughs) Because I was just like, I was like, "Uh, I hope your dad likes it and isn't completely disgusted by it. <laughs> She's uh they said that he has a pretty good sense of humor and he loves King of the Hill. So thank you, Carly Giblets and your your poppers. Thank you, Carly's dad. Thank you, Carly. Very, very much appreciate. Oh, I have one more teensy shout out. I just want to give a very, very special, special happy 
one day early birthday to my sister Sabrina. Her birthday's tomorrow. We're recording on Saturday. By the time this comes out, it will have passed. Oh, happy birthday, Sabrini. What's happy up? birthday, baby? Oh. Well, happy birthday, girlfriend. Happy birthday. I can't wait to meet all of your siblings at your wedding. They're excited to meet you, too. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to give them all a big smooch. Right on the lips. Just like Yay. my uncle. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, Sabrina? Bring your chapstick. <laughs> Get ready. I'm going to smooch you. I'm going to smooch you right on the smackers. Okay. <laughs> oh, one yeah. more thing. I just... uh mentioned it yesterday again we lost all of the recording so i'm mentioning it again but uh just quick correction last episode we mentioned that a guest star was trey cool from green day uh, and he did the voice of kane scrotenberg but a couple people scrotenberg 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 got it scrotenberg yes scrotem scrotem gooch (laughs) <laughs> and uh, several people messaged us to let us know that it wasn't just Trey Cool, it was actually the entire band of Green Day. I guess the other two were just kind of like, you know, very minor minor vocal contributions, but uh, it was the whole band. So just a little, little tiny teensy correction there. I suppose I'll allow a correction once or twice, but <laughs> not often. And... Definitely not anytime soon. So well, I'm we'll surprised allow we haven't one. gotten more. We have. I just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't tell you about them. I delete them immediately. <laughs> oh, I've been counting on them. I've been uh, anytime I I go into each episode thinking I'm probably going to drop the ball on something, but people will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, and real quick, one last thing. One last little, very exciting. Thing. Uh, we are just under, or I mean, I think we're just over, just a, oh, Jesus Christ. We are a, a little over 5,000 downloads from 50,000 total. Did that make sense? I'm going to say it again. So we, so we, we are, are very, very close. close. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm following. No, so we're okay. we're right next. We're very. I'm just gonna say, we're very close to fifty thousand downloads, and that's fucking incredible. I mean, what is it? So right now would it be exactly so? September, October, November, December, January. February, March. So we are just at five months of doing this podcast. Just five months, under half a year, and we are so close. To 50,000 downloads and we are fucking stoked so excited i i remember when we got to 5,000, and i was like this is it we've made it this is i was like i i mean even if we don't get a single one more than this i am so excited so thank you so much everyone who has listened and recommended us and you know talked about us and posted about us like our growth is a big in part is like really fuck our growth is because of you. You know, we, we do some advertising, you know, we, we reach out, but really it's word of mouth, it's recommendations, it's reviews. You know, you guys really, really help have helped us to get to, I mean, 
almost 50,000 downloads, which is absolutely incredible. I cannot believe we have been listened to 50, almost 50,000 times. <laughs> so thank wild. you. It, it is wild. It's, I, I ne never in my wildest dreams did I expect that we would be at this point. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. We are eternally grateful. So we're going to try and figure out something uh, to do just to maybe celebrate, maybe do a giveaway. I don't know. We're going to try and figure something out for when we get to 50,000 downloads because it needs to be celebrated. I suggested that until we get to 50,000, we hold one of you hostage and then we kill you at 50,000. <laughs> so who wants to volunteer for that? A sacrifice? <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a live stream on Instagram and we'll sacrifice one of you. Maybe so, that'll be the prize for being the 169th review. That's hot. Like a snuff film. We'll do like a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's just wild because when we started, I remember telling Amy that in a year when we reach 1,000 downloads, we should do something special. <laughs> and <laughs> so it, it's wild to think about. Our expectations it really have been... Is you know, blown out of the water. So thank you. Completely. Completely. Thank you everyone so much. <sighs> All right. We thought we were going to just blast through this episode. We're not. This one's going to be just as, just as long as the other. <laughs> we're we're going to blast through it. Okay. All right. So sorry if everyone. I'll try not to interject a lot. Interject whatever you want to interject. Sorry if anyone can hear my cough drop in my mouth. I'm, I'm swallowing it now. It's gone. We're done with that. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> season two episode eight the sun mm. that got away the sun beautiful jackie your singing <laughs> voice is lovely thank you even while sick air date <laughs> My cat jumped when I did that. Uh, <laughs> November 23rd, 1997. And most of this oh from King of the Hill fan of Wiki. Okay. <laughs> Bobby and Connie raise the ire of music teacher Eugene Grandy when they interrupt his class by adding their own lyrics to uh, popular songs they're practicing. A lot of like Irish folk songs and stuff like that. Mm hmm as punishment, Grandy calls Hank and Con to the school and voices his concerns regarding their disruptive behavior. I like this part, too, because Hank shows up and <coughs> he's just like, Bobby, what's the idea of acting up in class? And Mr. Grandy's like, acting out, Mr. Hill. We call it acting out. And then Bobby, <laughs> I love that part. And then Bobby tries to explain to Hank, you know, I just sang a parody song, Dad, like Weird Al Yankovic. And then Hank just closes his eyes and starts like, rubbing like the like the bridge of his nose he's just like so exasperated and he's just like bobby al yankovich blew his brains out in the late 80s after people stopped buying his records <laughs> i love that he calls him al yankovich not weird al yeah. <laughs> albert yankovich <Yeah. laughs> uh, that that <coughs> is probably one of my favorite quotes in the entire series um I love every once in a while I'll tell someone I'll just give someone that fake fact like you know Weird Al blew his brains out in the late 80s and people are just stunned they're like oh my god no I thought he was still alive I'm like no the 80s wasn't he around in the 90s no, mm -mm, no it was the 80s no 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 
I mean, common mistake, but no, it was the 80s and he's <laughs> fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it because at this point in time, in 1997, oh, Jesus, in 1997, he was big. Like, he was... Like, you know, he was doing so many parodies and he was really popular and people really loved him. So, like, it's hilarious that Hank, of course, thought, <laughs> like, is one, I, I don't know if he's just saying that to, like, scare Bobby, but I think he actually believes it. He's probably like, that guy fucking blew his brains out, dude. Like, <laughs> of course, of course, Hank is not up with the times, just like he thinks Tony Danza is funny. I know. <laughs> And he just, it it makes me feel like he's just so set in his own point of view about what's funny, what's not funny, like how, what's, what's right, what's wrong, that his brain just naturally assumes that Al Yankovic is not funny and maybe was never (laughs) funny. And of course, it makes sense to him that he killed himself in the late 80s. (laughs) Even though he's still alive. Uh, and he's still like you know he's still like yeah he's like touring i i'm pretty sure right now he's touring he does like he's was on um he's like on the comedy bang bang podcast fairly often Mm. he was on the uh comedy bang bang tv show i've heard him on other podcasts so he's still very much alive and uh just seems like a lovely man (laughs) (laughs) yeah he really does that's so funny um it soon becomes apparent to Mr. Grandy that Hank and Con have set a bad parental image for Bobby and Connie. They're bickering a lot and kind of blaming each other for their kids getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grandy attempts to engage them in an exercise to change their behavior, but fails miserably. They just keep bickering. The next day, Hank and Con punish their children by making them perform chores outside Bobby has to clean the rain gutters while Connie has to mow the lawn. After um, Bobby is attacked by a bird up on the roof, he finds a bird nest. (laughs) He tries to talk to the baby birds and gets attacked. He ends up climbing down from the roof and makes his way over to Connie's house, where Connie has also given up on mowing the lawn. They just talk about how, you know, this is so unfair. They're treating us like children. We're not children. We're preteens. Damn it. <laughs> they end up abandoning their chores and uh, both of them hop on Bobby's bike and uh, take off down the road to just like go goof off or do something fun. Mm-hmm. Shortly after they leave, they stop in front of Joseph's house and Connie's like, why are we stopping here? And Bobby says, you know, we can't we can't go anywhere without Joseph. Joseph has to come. And Connie Ugh. looks kind of annoyed. She's like, I don't really like Joseph. Joseph comes out and they're all trying to figure out what they want to do. Joseph suggests they what uh, push the buttons on the crosswalk and, and run away. Run away. <laughs> and then yeah. Amy made a really great point. I yesterday <clears throat> I was saying like, oh, and then Connie came up with this suggestion of going to the library to talk. And I was like, what a nerd. But Amy <laughs> made the really great point that Connie's suggestion isn't so much nerdy. This is her way of being a rebel because you're not supposed to talk in the library and she (laughs) like this is her version of like pushing the crosswalk button and running away so I thought that was a great point (laughs) go to the library and talk ooh ooh Ooh. talk real loud ooh Ooh. (laughs) get shushed a lot (laughs) eventually Joseph suggests hey 
why don't we go to the caves? <gasps> and Carney's like, where are the caves? And Joseph's like, that's a place where teenagers go to make out. Mm. <laughs> uh, they all decide, yeah, that's a fine idea. <laughs> that, that's a... That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a fine idea. Dear Joseph. <laughs> so um, they head off to the caves. They stop at a supply store. They get some candles and some glow sticks and crackers and chips. And, and Bobby. Cheese whiz. <laughs> Bobby buys pantyhose for Connie. <laughs> for the lady. For the lady. Such <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman. Oh, my God. That's such a Hank thing to do. <laughs> You're some pantyhose. A little something for the lady. <laughs> Obviously, all women wear pantyhose. So they get to the caves, and there's a field just outside the entrance to the caves, and we see Randy. 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 Eustace's son <laughs> is out in this field flying a remote control airplane alone, just like a mega nerd. And uh, <laughs> we, we all remember Randy and Eustace from the Order of the Straight Arrow episode, right? Yep. <coughs> uh, Randy catches them heading into the caves and he warns them not to venture inside. <laughs> He's just being such a, such a nerd about it. Yeah. Joseph and Connie don't listen. They head into the caves, but Bobby's hesitant. Understandably so. These are terrifying, Fucking dark caves caves yeah going yeah. into the earth i made a really funny joke yesterday about how they're probably full of <laughs> spiders or murderers it was really funny when i said it yesterday it, it was it was really funny it was really funny but it's lost forever it's gone so bobby's hesitant to go in but he's like no maybe we shouldn't and connie just kind of looks over her shoulder and she's like well you could just wait here if you want bobby you know you could pretend it's base and she follows joseph into the darkness Bobby pauses for a moment. He still looks stressed. Randy's like, you can hang out with me. And Bobby's like, <laughs> no, I'm going in. So he follows them. He's not happy about it. Meanwhile, Hank, Con, Peggy, and Min realize that the kids are gone. So they embark on a desperate search to find them. Eventually, they encounter Eustace and Randy leaving Megalomart. And Hank's like, you know, Eustace, have you seen Bobby? We can't find him. They look in all the traditional, like, kid spots, like a, a game store, like a play place. And a sheet music store. A sheet music store. <laughs> all, like, all the regular little kid spots. But Hank is shocked <laughs> when Randy tells him that they are in the caves. Yeah, Randy snitches ASAP. Yeah. Just immediately tattles on them. Yeah. Yep. Like a fucking narc. <laughs> yes. So Randy <laughs> reveals to Hank that the kids have gone into the caves. Hank panics. He takes off running to the car. Uh, Dale's with him. He's like also panicking. They look freaked out. Con's running behind them. They're trying to get back to the car as fast as they can. Con's like, you know, what's the problem? Like, what are the caves? Like, isn't this a good thing? Now we know where they are. And Hank tells Khan that the caves are where teenagers go to poke holes. <laughs> to poke holes! Ew! <laughs> That's what Hank says. That is, that is what he says! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he says that's where teen teenagers go to make whoopee. And again, oh. we went on a whole tangent about trying to find out what whoopee means. It's a really old term. We both had a, like, we both guessed that it had something to do with, like, 
queefing anyway. That's where it, Queef Queen came from. It was fucking priceless material that we'll never get back. And I'm sorry yeah. that you can't hear us talking about queefs. Long story short, Amy's Queen Queef. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Khan's like, oh my god, like everyone's freaking out now. I just real quick, Jack, I mentioned this in yesterday, but like they're 11 or 12 years old. Why do they think that they're like going to have a like they're going to tag team Connie or something? Come on. Like <laughs> it happens. A lot of are crazy. I, I but oh, God, <laughs> I know. You know what? You'd think that I would know better with the job that I do. But even but it's just like, come on. I know. I mean, it is like a small town in Texas and it's, you know, it's Bobby and it's Bob. Bobby's there. Nothing's going to happen, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which essentially I think Khan says he was just like, Bobby's a good kid. Like he's not, he doesn't know what the hell he's going to do. You know, he I know. know what to do. <laughs> so back at the caves, we see Bobby, Connie and Joseph wandering through the dark tunnels. They come upon a sign pointing in the direction of something called the bone yard bone um, to Connie bone and bone bone like doing it yeah you the place that you go to bone pop 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 <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that bone i don't know what i was doing just cut all of that out the bone part all of it none of it's good none of it's good i like i like it i you know God damn it, you're going to keep it in. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll see him. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, don't stop interjecting is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, I think uh, what Bobby and Connie are like, what's the boneyard? And Joseph's like, uh, that's either where old people go to die or young people go to fudge. <laughs> <laughs> so they head in the direction of the boneyard. They end up going up a steep incline. Joseph and Connie make it up the incline relatively easily, but Bobby struggles. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, relatable. So relatable, Bobby. I, I've, I've been that kid. And adult. <laughs> it's humiliating for him, but then what adds to that is, you know, he needs Joseph's help. So Joseph ends up taking his shirt off and he's, he's ripped for an 11 year old. I know. You know he's, he's definitely starting to look like a, a mini John Redcorn here. Yeah. Um, so he takes his shirt off, he throws it to Bobby and uses that to help pull Bobby to the top. Once at the top, they realize that they have made it to the boneyard. In the boneyard is a bunch of horny teenager stuff that you'd expect. There's <laughs> a mattress, there's, you know, Frampton, graffiti, an old Playboy, trash, beer cans, a black lacy bra. <laughs> Bobby begins to feel further isolated from the group after he doesn't get a dirty joke that Joseph tells. So Joseph picks up the Playboy and he reads this dirty joke and he and Connie laugh. And then Bobby, in a, like very obviously, doesn't get it. He, he, he tries laughing, but it's like kind of a fake laugh and it's a bit delayed. Mm -hmm. And instead of just letting the moment pass, Connie turns to Joseph and just says, he doesn't get it. Which is so rude. I, I know. Mean, you're talking about him like he's not even there and, you know, calling him out. Yep. So by this point, Bobby's just feeling like such a third wheel. He didn't want to go in the caves. He couldn't get up the incline like the other mm -hmm. two. He doesn't get mm -hmm. the dirty joke. The group is, you know, we're, we're feeling the, the separation between like those that are 
moving ahead into teenhood and those that are maybe still, they still have one foot in childhood, which I can relate to for Mm -hmm. sure. I had that feeling for sure when my first day of middle school, where I was still very much in an elementary school mindset, I definitely still played with toys. Like, why not? I had so many and they were all so cool. And then you show up the first day of middle school and first of all, everyone grew boobs over the summer. (laughs) Yep. Everyone, (laughs) even though, even though I'm sure most of it was just like, you know, tissues. Definitely. And everyone, it seemed like everyone was smoking (laughs) and like talking about how like stressed out they were and like rubbing their temples. And it was like, oh my God. (laughs) I felt so lost. I was like, what? I, I am not on the same page as these people. Oh, so I empathize with Bobby here. Mm-hmm. So Bobby gets called out by Connie. They are looking around at all the stuff around the cave. Joseph picks up the bra and gives it to Connie. And he's like, hey, you'll you'll probably need this. And she's like flattered instead of being like, that's disgusting. He's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that's gross. My and, very uh, own decades old cum soaked bra. I'm so excited. <laughs> Not to be outdone, Bobby looks around for something to give Connie and he finds a can of Skull, which mm-hmm. Amy let me know was what dip? Chewing yeah, Chew. dip, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Which gross. is just disgusting. And and okay. I smoked a lot of cigarettes last <laughs> night and I still think that chewing tobacco is fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's extreme. Although I guess there's no risk of secondhand, so that's a plus. Except for like accidentally taking a sip of their spit from the bottle that they're spitting into. Oh what? God. What? What? No. I would immediately kill myself if I did that. I've There have been at least two times in my life where I've gone to like take a sip of my beer that I put down for a second outside at a party only mm-hmm. to realize somebody put their cigarette out in yep. it. Yep. I've done that at least once or twice and it is always just so infuriating. Oh, it's so <laughs> gross. It's like, who did this? I'm going to fight you right now. <laughs> I have to say like just... Just, you know, there's no better version. Smoking is bad. Chewing dip is bad. Mm-hmm. I spent, I got to spend some time doing an internship in a hospital working under speech therapists. And there were a lot of people, speech therapists in hospitals work with people who have a lot of different issues, but also people that have head and neck cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of people that I saw that just had like entire like parts of their jaws removed and like entire parts of like their necks removed because of head and neck cancer and a lot of it's related to (sighs) smoking smoking and chew but another warning I know no one wants to hear this but there have they have been seeing like a rapid increase of young people with head and neck cancer like people in their 20s and they're they're like oh my god tying it to uh vaping unfortunately oh yeah i know like apparently vaping is really bad for you but god so is smoking i mean and and this is coming from someone who smoked a bunch of cigarettes last night and i hate myself for it i hate myself (laughs) i'm so mad at myself i know it's hard i just want to put that information out there you know like not not trying to guilt anyone but just making sure people are informed because it is it's 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 rough seeing people when you have that much of your like face and neck removed I mean a lot of people can't eat food they like don't yeah. have the anatomy to swallow they right. can't speak anymore because they're right that whole part of their voice has 
been removed. So it's just, it, man, it affects a lot of different things. So I just want to make sure people are (coughs) aware of that. I am terrified now. I'm so I know. scared. I'm scared. I'm very scared. And it's and it's it's you know it's easy to think like oh well that won't affect that won't affect me until I'm in my like 50s or 60s. But now we're seeing that people are being affected in their 20s and 30s because of vaping. It's like fast forwarded it. You know, it's, yeah. it's one thing to think like oh that'll affect me when I'm in my 60s, but you know, I only have like 15, 20 years left to live, but imagine if that happened to you in your 20s and you still had another 50, 60 years left to live, you know? Well, and 60 years old, 60 to 70, like that is not old. It's not that old. It's not that old. And like, I mean, you know, the younger you are, the older you think it is, but you know, I'm in my 30s now. My dad's 60 in his 60s and he's just, I mean, just the same as he's always been active and, you know, going out and partying and having fun. And, you know, 60s are not old. So to like be like, oh, I might, oh, oh, whatever, I'll just get cancer in my 60s. Like that would be devastating. That would be devastating. It's not that old, but it's also easy to think by that point, you know, maybe by that point I'm retired or I've had like, I've been married, I've had my family, I've done all this I've basically lived the majority of a huge chunk of my life, but consider the fact that you would go through such a traumatic Mm -hmm. physical change that affects your ability to function in so many ways. And you Mm -hmm. still are trying to like start a career or you're trying Mm -hmm. to like meet your partner or, you know, just feel comfortable going to the store or traveling. Only now you have all these medical needs that mm-hmm. restrict all that and affect all that. So it's back, D- back to dark. Story. Jesus, dark. dark. I'm, well, point of it is that I am throwing out those cigarettes immediately. Why can't they make cigarettes that are healthy for us? Why don't we have the technology? <laughs> they make like vitamin gummies. Why can't they make vitamin cigarettes? We'll just have to start smoking candy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I w- yes. I know we mentioned that a few months ago, but I, I'm still very interested in candy cigarettes. Yes. All right. So Bobby offers this can of skull to Connie, and understandably so, she responds by saying, yuck. And Bobby ends up singing a parody song about it. And he's just like, I'm a skull man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And Connie is thoroughly unimpressed. I know. She's just not having anything he's trying. No. And this is like, particularly significant because parody songs are their thing that's what got them in trouble in Mr. Grandy's class this is something that they have bonded over Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden Connie is too mature for this you know Mm -hmm. she's just just moving on and leaving Bobby behind and she got her first disgusting bra and she's just like um I'm an adult now I don't know yeah (laughs) Uh, shirtless boy gave her a bra yeah, a well, bra, and now she's like a woman. We've all done stupid things for shirtless boys. I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and shirtless women. Yeah. If this isn't bad enough, right at this moment, their last candle dies out and everything goes black. The screen goes black. Absolutely terrifying. It's very terrifying. I, again, we mentioned this yesterday, but without light, 
you're guaranteed to die in those caves. There's no way you would find your way out. Nope. So everything goes black. You hear Connie say that she's, you know, I'm scared. And I think Joseph says it too. But here's Bobby's moment to be the hero for Mm -hmm. once during this adventure. He remembers, Mm -hmm. hey, wait a minute. I have glow sticks. Woo! He pulls one out. He lights the glow stick. The cave is illuminated in a soft green hue. And he looks around and... To his dismay, he sees that Connie and Joseph are now holding hands. They got scared and they, their first instinct was to turn to each other. Mm-hmm. No one is concerned about Bobby. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hank, Con, and Dale have made it to the caves. They see the kids' bikes outside of the caves, which confirms that, you know, they're in there. Hank sends Dale back to the neighborhood to let everyone know that they found them. They know where they are. Mm-hmm. So Dale does this. He heads back to the neighborhood to relay this message, but he does it in a very screechy, panicky way that causes <laughs> everyone to come running out of their houses, including <laughs> Nancy and John Redcorn. Oh, which I love this part because Nancy comes running out and John Redcorn comes running out behind her, but <laughs> you just see him zipping up the fly of his pants. It's such. It's so hot. <laughs> I said it yesterday. He's just cramming his hog back in his pants. Just, <laughs> I imagine it was just out through the zipper, and that's it. And he was just like quickly, quickly slamming it back in. And they're, I was turned crazy. on. <laughs> <laughs> they are so into each other. It's wild. Like literally any any chance they get, they're fucking. And I know. that's the kind of relationship I'm looking for. But also, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be married and fucking somebody else. <laughs> I know. I almost went on a tangent, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so everyone runs out of the house. Everyone's freaking out. Peggy makes a comment, you know, the caves, the caves are where half of Arlen's unplanned pregnancies occur. And right at that moment, John Redcorn and Nancy give each other a look, which maybe tells us that, that that's where uh, Joseph was conceived. One of, one of the places he could have been conceived, but most likely. Yeah, that's, maybe that was like their their place that they went to before they just stopped giving a fuck and started having sex literally anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> that might have been like their hookup spot. I I never I'm so used to it being so normal that it's weird to imagine a time when it was they were still trying to hide it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> back at the caves, the kids decide that they're ready to head back home, only they can't remember the way back out of the caves. They start to get like really freaked out and scared. They're lost in their frightened state. Joseph and Connie end up embracing. They're mm. at this point they're either hugging or they're holding hands. They're always touching. Mm-hmm. Uh I think is Joseph's shirt still off? No, his shirt is back on. All right. <laughs> Oh, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Bobby, on the other hand, is just (laughs) neglected and forgotten. He's wandering around the edge of the cave by himself, feeling feeling bad for himself. He finds an old can of cheese whiz on the ground and begins squirting cheese out and eating it. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sure if this is an old can or if this is something they bought at the store. It's something they bought at the store. Yeah, they brought it with them. Okay, he good. eats all I was the like, food. There's no way it would. There's no way it would be. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't have the same squirting power, <laughs> right? If it was that old. Okay. So he's having a terrible time. He is just so alone and, and sad and. Oh, oh, I feel so much for Bobby. <laughs> I know. He. If you're alone 
in a room anywhere with any two people and they're holding hands, even if you're not afraid for your life, it is so lonely. I know. I know. To be the, the third person next to two people holding hands. And not to mention, this is a girl that he likes. Like he doesn't, I don't think he fully realizes that he likes her, but like he definitely has feelings for her that he doesn't understand. And he's the one who invited Joseph and insisted that Joseph comes with them. And now he's just being excluded by both of them. And he's just like, man, I fucked up by inviting Joseph. And also we're going to fucking die. (laughs) Yeah. He demonstrates like, I don't know, maybe a mix of just maturity beyond his years and childlike ignorance Mm -hmm. when he resigns himself to the fact that he tells them that he is accepting the fact that he's going to die alone with no one to love him like Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) (laughs) He like has a revelation. He's like, I see things clearly now. I I understand what I didn't before. In this dark cave, I've learned my fate. (laughs) I'm going to grow up without anyone to love and die friendless and alone like weird weird (laughs) out. In that moment, I was like, fucking same, Bobby. (laughs) I've had that exact realization. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like weird. <laughs> <coughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. It's there's something so terrifying anytime you hear someone say, I see things clearly now. <laughs> Everything is very clear to me now. Um, oh. <laughs> but he <laughs> he tells them about how he's gonna die alone, and then he lets them know that you know he doesn't want to stand in the way of them being together and he offers his body to them he says i want you to i want you to eat me for nourishment (laughs) (laughs) connie is just so moved by this she's like wow bobby that's really kind and really brave and then (laughs) joseph's like but we wouldn't have to eat you if you didn't eat all of our snacks (laughs) (laughs) i love connie she doesn't she it's just like, no, I'm still impressed. <laughs> She's still I, uh, impressed by this this act of selflessness. And and do you think that they would eat his face? Well, let's see. I don't think Connie if would. They were a cat, if they were cats, yes. If they were dogs, <laughs> no. I love that you said if they were cats because I'm looking at Jackie right now. And right behind her is Uli just staring dead into the – her cat, Uli, staring dead into the camera like, I'm going to fucking eat you. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even see her there. <laughs> She's just <laughs> She's silently waiting for Jackie to die. <laughs> She's like a statue. I know. I catch her staring at me all the time and often it's like just half her face from like behind a door through like a crack. And I'm like, what are you? What are you thinking about? <laughs> I know. I know. Instead of being like, oh, it's like, um, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Thank God. Just, just, thank God oh. cats are small. Thank God. I know. God. <laughs> she, she's not moving. She's just so still. I don't even think she's blinked. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's she like, knows. It's like that part of the screen is frozen. She's not fucking moving. She isn't blinking. <laughs> she can sense my weakened state. And she, she is. I know. She can hear you coughing, and she's like, "Soon, soon she will be gone." <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna eat the nose right off her face. <laughs> first. That's going. That's going first. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, I guess if I had to guess, Joseph would probably start with the parts farthest from Bobby's face, and Connie would probably go right for like his ears or nose or something. She's smart. She'd go for like the place that has the most nutrients and nourishment, which I don't know what part that would be. Maybe the organs. The organs probably, would be smart. They would probably dismember him first, and then, and then eat that that healthy liver. I guess that's how I would do it too. I would put a towel over your face and then just like go for your innards. Eat my heart first, please, so I can oh. be so I can be in you. Okay. You, you'll gain my bravery and strength. Your powers. My powers. If you eat my heart first, then I'll be the queef queen. You'll be. The- <laughs> You'll, you'll immediately just blast a powerful pussy fart. And I'll as soon shoot, as you eat my heart, shoot right out of those caves or off the island I'm trapped <laughs> on or whatever. <laughs> I have the power. Queef <laughs> <laughs> oh, queen. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Bobby offers his body to Connie and Joseph to eat. Connie's touched by his bravery. Bobby tells them, you know, I'm not just doing it for you, but I'm doing it for your future children as well. And this seems to kind of snap Connie and Joseph out of it. They like look at each other. They immediately stop holding hands. We cut back to Hank and Con who have been wandering through the caves for a little bit. They're lost now and they just kind of end up sitting on the ground and start talking initially they're bickering still but they kind of start to bond con admits you know like i know i know bobby's a good boy and they start Mm -hmm. to share stories about getting to second base for the first time and you know scoring for the first time yep their first home runs uh this sends them into a fit of giggles which (laughs) (laughs) which echo throughout the caves and the giggles are... <laughs> I just imagine Hank being like <laughs> <laughs> the laughters overheard by the children who apparently you know are actually pretty close by mm-hmm. the kids follow the sound of the laughter through the dark tunnels eventually they uh, fall through a crevice and drop right into the spot where Hank and mm-hmm. Con are hanging out. So now they're all together, but they still need to find their way out of the caves. They don't know where they are still. I forget, somebody, maybe Connie, somebody realizes that there are beer cans all around the floor, around their feet, and then another beer can happens to drop down from a hole in the ceiling of the cave. And they realize that everyone from the neighborhood is at the caves, like the outside of the caves, and they're like drinking beers and waiting for like Hank and Con to come out and they're all nervous and somebody dropped a beer can through this hole in the ground which fell into Boomhauer. this Boomhauer. It was Boomhauer. Yeah. And uh and 
Hank is just like, Boomhauer, we're down here. And then Boomhauer says something like, dang, oh, Some- man, oh, man. <laughs> something another, banjo-y. Something banjo-y. And then Hank, I love these, I love when these jokes are inserted in, but Hank's just like, Boomhauer, I can't understand a thing you're saying. It must be the echo. <laughs> I know. I, I love those jokes. They're, I love them too, yeah. Anytime they can get one in, I'm I'm pleased. I'm very pleased by those, yes. Uh, so, you know, they call up and say, you know, we're trapped in here. The fire department ends up coming and pulling everyone out of the caves. And then uh, all's well that ends well. Yep. And then, yeah, I mean, they, they let the boys ride home on their bike. Like, oh, they're, they're not children. They can, mm-hmm. they can ride home on their bikes, but they do follow very closely behind them. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yay! She did it. She's, she's dying, but she did it. And her cat's waiting for that moment when she oh. finally passes. She's asleep <laughs> now. I, oh. I won. So now I'm going to eat her face. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, any favorite quotes or parts or anything? Yeah, of course. So you mentioned quite a few that I already really love. I love the part where John Redcorn is running out, zipping up his pants. Um, So in the beginning, when uh, Connie and Joseph and Bobby are trying to figure out, like, what rebellious thing they can do, you know, just to be, like, little badasses – um, one of them mentions like going to see an R movie. I think it was Joseph. And I think Connie says, you've been to an R movie? And he goes, yeah, but the only person naked was Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love it. Like, I guess Bobby like pawns off the gutter cleaning onto uh, Bill and Boomhauer's just fucking hanging out with Bill. It's like laying on Hank's roof, drinking a beer, watching... <laughs> watching bill clean the gutters yeah (laughs) he's like i'm fucking tanning up here man i just love that (laughs) i love that part too there's a again there's a little bit there's a little scene where after so after bobby gets attacked by the bird he just like mumbles tell you what dang bird i don't know why (laughs) but that just that just cracked me up (laughs) (laughs) and also, I do love, so when they're all at the caves and Dale, Nancy, uh, John Redcorn and Peggy are all like standing there and Peggy's like, they've been there for so long. Like, what could be going on? And and um, Dale says, you know, like, oh, well, you know, even if they are like nothing you can do to someone, basically, you can't bang for this long. So what could they possibly doing john redcorn is just like well if you only think about your needs yeah it doesn't take that long but then nancy's like Whoa, okay i need a beer honey do you want a beer like to dale but they both go yes and i just i i love it because i feel like john redcorn is just like uh, he's just not being subtle at all and i think it's purposeful i think he's probably just like ask me why i said yes you know, ask yeah. me, Dale, why I said yes to your wife saying, honey, do you want a beer? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's just, he's so willing to like, let this be known. Like they just, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore about hiding it. Um, I also really love that they're all hanging out drinking beer. They all brought beer with them while they're waiting for the, <laughs> for their kids to be rescued from the, uh, from the caves. I, I also love that part though, too, where Nancy's like, like uh, you know honey do you want beer and and john redcorn and dale both say yes 
And yeah, you're right. John Redcorn does. They like kind of look at each other and there's almost a moment of defiance on John Redcorn's face and mm-hmm. then he walks away. But of course, it's just it just flies right over Dale's yep. head and he just kind of like says to himself, "How does how did he know did <laughs> that he I wanted know a I beer?" Wanted beer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dale just <sighs> just well, it, like so suspicious, but in all the wrong ways it's exactly so so suspicious in all the wrong ways that is the best way to describe dale (laughs) that is him in a nutshell oh my god and then one more thing that i really love was when uh con and hank are you know stuck in the like that cave and they mentioned about getting to second base and Khan's like, well, what is second base to you guys? Like, what is what what is say? And Hank's like, oh, well, <laughs> um, when somebody really loves, uh, uh, like, he's just having a panic attack, and Khan just goes, because you know Khan knows what second base is, but he just wants to hear Hank say it, and he goes, don't explain a home run or you'll have a heart attack. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> there are some parts that um, I think I mentioned all of. I think you touched on all the parts that I also made notes of. I also sprinkled them throughout the story, but there were two other things that I made note of. One, Mm -hmm. we see Monsignor Martinez. Yes, I was going to say that too. Via con Dios. Via con Dios, bitch. It's our first time seeing Monsignor Martinez. Yes. I love that. He just pushes a car off of a cliff with like, two babies in his arms and via God Dios. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I made a note about was um, I just wrote down foreshadowing and it's that whole part where Hank is punishing Bobby, making him clean out the gutters. And Bill is talking about how his dad punished him when he was young. And I guess his dad would punish him by calling him a girl and making him wear dresses and then Mm. the camera like cuts close to him and he's just kind of like pretty pretty dresses you know and this is foreshadowing because that whole Lenore episode is called pretty pretty dresses yep brilliant just brilliant on the writer's parts but I know I I wrote down I was like uh so Wow, Bill's dad was extremely transphobic and homophobic and uh, thought that it was a punishment to make his son wear dresses. But Bill is smiling as he's talking about the pretty, pretty dresses. And I'm like, joke's on you, asshole. He enjoyed those dresses. So suck one. (laughs) I think he's also doing his best to normalize all of this abuse that he's gone through. Right. Because he'll like (laughs) drop these bombs in these like little like passive ways and then just follow them up with a little like laugh like haha oh man kids will be kids or something like that and it's just yeah. like no bill you've been through an immense amount of trauma and it's no wonder that is <laughs> carried over into your adult life and your relationships and you can <coughs> barely function yeah <laughs> oh, bill so um, those were, did you have any other favorite parts or quotes? Just real quick, one last one. When uh, Bobby and, and Joseph are writing back and Bobby's like, I think Connie likes you. And Joseph's like, nah, she likes you. The minute you said we can eat you, she was yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then, um, of course, guest stars this week. We have a guest star. 
We do? Yeah, a big one. Oh my god, who? Eugene Grandy is voiced by John Ritter. Really? Yes. Oh, John Ritter. And wow. I, I looked it up and he did, I think, four different episodes as Mr. Grandy. And he passed away in 2003. And his last episode came out, I think, in maybe early 2004. So like right after he. Oh, wow. I think, I think they ded- maybe dedicated the episode to him. Oh, um, I can't remember, but yeah, John Ritter from Three's oh. Company, Problem mm-hmm. Child, and then uh, I think when he passed away, he was doing, what was that show, like 17 Rules for Dating Somebody or something? Yeah, like Eight Rules for Dating My Daughter, which actually was a pretty good show, and I loved John Ritter. I remember when he died, I was so sad because when I was like in middle school, I would stay up all night long watching Nick at Night and Three's Company would be on. And I would watch, I loved Three's Company and I loved him. And he was like genuinely a good person. Like there wasn't anyone, you know, there was never anyone who was like, no, he was actually a scumbag. Like you thought he was nice, but he wasn't. But everyone that ever worked with him was like, he was just a really awesome guy. So I had no idea that he was the, the guest star. Yeah. Yeah, that was super sad too. Yeah, he, you, again, we don't know this person, but he really did seem like such a nice person. And he passed away very suddenly. And I think he was only 55 too. So yeah, he was, he was young. He was very young. All right. Listener comments. Yeah, let's get into listener comments. Okay. And we have a listener comments. Yes, we do. We sure do. And this week's listener comment song comes from Alex. I listen, Mark. You're listening for the rest of your life. Where listening feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening for the rest of your (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. That's such a creative one. I love that one. Thank you, Alex. And. If you can, if you want to send in your own listener comments, send it to hello at ho yeah pod. Put listener comments in the subject. Yes, that was because wonderful. that is our last one that we have. So I would, we would love to get more. Send them, send them, send them. Again, you can sing them. You can have your cat sing them. You can do a spoken word something or other. You can play a ukulele. Uh, it. Do what you just like. I don't know. You can queef it out. You can uh, you can queef it out. <laughs> you can do you could do whatever you want. Just yep. send them in. Send them in. Okay. All right. So listener comments. Uh, we got we got a lot actually. People seem to really like this one. All right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. God. So Kate, once again, my sister, she doesn't even listen to this podcast. She doesn't listen (laughs) to the podcast. She doesn't watch King of the Hill, but she supports me. However, her listener comment is I farted. (laughs) 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 Thanks. So uh, thank you, Kate. So, uh, Mozzie underscore C137 and Galvanizer24, both at the same time, it looks like, uh, mentioned, when Hank puts the music teacher's whistle out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I love that. Because Hank is supposedly tall. He's supposed to be six foot two. Is he really? Yeah. And I just looked it up and John Redcorn is six foot four. Ooh. I know. <laughs> God. Uh, well, right off the um, right off the bat, Fox and Floss, pretty, pretty dresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some tribe. I see things clearly now. I'm going to die friendless and alone, like Al Yankovic. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's easy to laugh at that because you know that Al Yankovic is real, like a really funny, nice guy. It sounds like, and a good sport and successful. And successful, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Let's be louder. That's a roof, not American bandstand. <laughs> Once hey, again, let him dance. He's happy. He's happy. Let him dance. I love that. The birds attacking him on the yes, roof, just yes. jumping around. Melissa Dot Manon. My dad says butane is a bastard gas. Yeah, a couple people like that one. I know <laughs> this is Alexi said that too, and um, who else? Maybe it was just. Maybe it was just them. Maybe just the two of them. Oh, no. Uh, Hello, I am Martin also says that. And uh, I love the O underscore it's Aaron. The way Bobby curls up in his sleeping bag is a feeling I felt deep inside at this age, at his age, which he's not curled up in his sleeping bag, but he is like curled up in the corner when Connie and Joseph are like hugging and holding hands. And he's just like pounding cheese whiz and like curled up just so depressed. Yeah. But there is like another episode where which which is the one where he curls up in his sleeping bag. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's the one where um Connie comes like spends the night or spends the weekend with the hills and she gets her period and she's like pissed yes. off at him. And she's just like, "Man, fuck you." And he just like <laughs> like puts the sleeping bag over his head. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right, we've got our classic wrong episode quote, but it's a good one. Which one is or that? I, I don't even know. The one you just said. Oh, sleeping bag. <clears throat> oh my god, I am. I'm I, hungover. I, I apologize for Amy. <laughs> <laughs> so unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I crimes crimes universe uh, <laughs> said you know that part where Peggy's like, oh hey, let him dance. He's happy. Bobby's <laughs> getting attacked by that bird. Crimes universe also says. I got glow wands and pantyhose for the lady. (laughs) (laughs) I.e. Black 42. What if it's where young people go to die and old people go to make out? (laughs) (laughs) I saw that also by Becca Thunderdome. Uh, Coco Bug just said, imagine all the germs in that place. Very true, because I thought about that disgusting mattress that is just covered in semen. Oh. And... I can't imagine. And they're sitting on it. They just have Absolutely. no clue. Could you imagine how desperate you must be to have sex with someone if you would be willing to go into a cave and have sex on a just absolutely filthy mattress? I don't get it. You could do it anywhere if you're a teenager. I mean, I know you don't have your own house or anything, but like anywhere else. Yeah. Why would you go in there? Ugh. A terrifying place that you might die in just to get your dick wet. I don't know. Zora kiss stained. <laughs> or Zorak is stained. <laughs> Will you please clarify it for us? <laughs> Zora kiss stained. Maximum adolescent developmental anxiety, which I think I think that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Just oh, that feeling of yes, everyone is uncomfortable and 
not on the same page at all. And, SR underscore Delgado 239. Any moment where Hank is proud of Bobby, albeit temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> Bender's Redemption says, my favorite moment is when Randy's toy plane smacks him in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh underscore Pinkman. I'm a skull man. Do 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 do. Bender's Redemption also noted, fun fact, this is the first appearance of Monsignor Martinez. That's right, it is. Oh, I guess Tanya underscore Saicam, S-A-I-C-A-M, also, uh, and pantyhose for the lady, makes me crack up every time. He's a gentleman. He is. (laughs) Yeah. Bobby's the best. He's the best. Artsy Moan. Con, what are you doing? Mowing is a privilege, not a punishment, as Connie (laughs) drives around on that mower. (laughs) I know. Oh, it, I mean, it does look like fun. I would be totally stoked to hang out on a riding lawnmower. It's like driving, like you said, oh, yeah. Jackie. I said that yesterday, everyone. Yes. You wouldn't you know, that, know it though, because we lost that recording. Yep. Bender's <laughs> redemption. It's that kind of permissive parenting that forfeited your country to the communists. Drucifer <laughs> 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 oh. 2 A. Nothing lovers do could take this long. <laughs> Oh, crimes universe when Bobby's being lifted by the rope coming out of the that hole from the caves and Peggy jumps on him and then they start to go back down. I know. Peggy is like, she's just so in love with Bobby. I love how much she loves Bobby. She's, well, this is like her one and only shot at having a child, probably. Yep. And she is really trying to make that childhood last, I think, as long as possible. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. most parents have a hard time recognizing their children as, you know, not children anymore, but I'm sure it must be particularly hard for Peggy because she is she still very much recognizes Bobby as a baby. Yes. Forever. I don't think she ever get gets over that. Uh, let's see. Any more, any more, any more. I'm done. I've put my phone away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Trivia! You got some triv? Yes. Do you? Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. I got, I got, I have three. I have three. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. What year was the senior class that was tagged in the Boneyard? I don't know. 1969. (laughs) 76. Ah! 76. That's a good one. All right. I thought you I thought you would have that one for me. No. All right. When Hank and Con and Dale are out searching for the kids, they stop at a a shop that is right next to a music shop that we mentioned earlier. What is the name of that shop? Fuck. I, not that, the not the music shop, the other I, one. I I wouldn't know either of I don't know either of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can tell you both actually. <laughs> They stop at a hobby shop looking for the kids called Hobby Odyssey. And then there's a music shop next door that Con's like, well, maybe Connie went in there because, you know, she's smart and mm-hmm. studious and a uh, musician. And that shop is called Treble Clef Music Company. Ah, I like Hobby Odyssey. Hobby That's Odyssey. Like hobby Odyssey. All right, hold on. I've got, I'll just do one more. I'm just going to do one more. So in the last shot in the last very last scene when uh bobby and joseph are riding their bikes and hank and peggy are following right behind them the car zooms zooms in on the car fuck you amy (laughs) is that your trivia 
I tried so hard to get the license plate number and I could, I rewound it so many times and I couldn't, I gave up. God damn it. <laughs> what is that license plate number? Huh? Oh, well, it's a Texas plate and it's, I don't know, six, nine, fuck you. What is it? <laughs> 69, 420. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> it is 4162AS. Damn. Oh, you beautiful Ooh. genius. High five. I tried I tried so hard and I like kept rewinding it and I couldn't pause it it would get it would cut to black too fast and I was like you know what this is too hard anyway and there's (laughs) I don't even like this anymore I don't even care (laughs) (laughs) what was your third one um okay so according to Khan what did they call banging and or home runs in Laos oh god damn it I can't remember they made I apparently they made this up like it's not actually a Laotian term or words but pace on pate pace on pate that's right I'm gonna get me some fucking pace on pace pate on tonight pate. <coughs> I'm gonna oh, get God. it from the Ren Fair. I'm gonna get one of those one of those furries to give me some pace on pate today oh, that's right. <laughs> in, in a, a porta potty we went on a whole furry tangent yesterday I completely forgot about that and we spent a lot of time talking about their genitals Yes, I well, because we're not sure if they if their suits. I don't think their suits have like fake genitalia. I like realistic, but fake genitalia. Or I think yeah, this is where we had a really long talk about gussets. Um, gussets. <laughs> or if they just have like an opening, like an open gusset where their whatever genitals they have can be just exposed. Yeah. So if you know, please tell us. And, I'm assuming it's an opening. What's this is called a crotch gusset? Is that what you called it? An an open gusset. An open gusset. Now, is this what you said? Spanks have open gussets. Yes, they have open gussets for you to pee pee out of. All right. Well, okay. Amy, <laughs> you know the next episode. It is the Company Man, which yes. is actually I think it was like um, originally supposed to be in the first season. I mean, you can tell like the the. Animation is very much first season King of the Hill. So it is the company man. Is this the guy from Boston? Oh, yeah. God damn. This is one of the most infuriating episodes. For sure. <laughs> it is. Woo, you just want to beat that guy's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Get me another Mai Tai. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well- no ladybird, no Dale ass. We got that out of the way. Okay. All right, Amy. Well, have fun at your Ren Fair. We'll see you tomorrow for the live episode. I tell yeah. ye what. I'm going to have a great time at the Ren Fair. Um, maybe I'll post about it on our Instagram. Maybe I'll share it to our stories. Yeah. Been trying to share more personal stuff, I guess. I don't know if that's, if anybody cares. Maybe but not. But the Ren Fair is, is right. relevant somewhat it is. to King of the Hill because there is that rug wench episode. Yep, and it's one of my favorites because not only do we get Alan Rickman, but we get Peggy being oh. a fucking hardcore badass. That's right. All right, so Jackie, have a wonderful day. I hope you feel better soon. And also, everyone, please follow us on Instagram. Get our BR one hundred and sixty ninth. Yeah, review, subscribe, review, share with a friend. Even if they don't like King of the Hill, even if they don't like King of the Hill, I think that they could get into this. Yeah, maybe the first half where it's all tangents is just for them. And then the second half where it's King of the Hill is just for you. How about that? Right. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday, everyone. And uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. God. Dios. <laughs> I'm a snowman. I'm a snowman. <laughs> <laughs>